I shave in the morning, in the afternoon, I look like this. Um, hold on. Wait a minute, wait, I'm not done. Fax me. I'm in big trouble. Mm -hmm. If you know that voice, that is the great, the wonderful, the awesome Tim Allen. In which movie? The Santa Claus. What do you think about this movie, Pete? Oh, I thought... I thought it was a lot of fun. That was like a, a, a really interesting concept on the lore behind Santa Claus. Uh, it was just like something I had never thought of before as a kid, and it was like really interesting to see. And I loved Tim Allen a lot because I, I, I grew up watching Home Improvement and uh, loving his voice in Toy Story. And I, I think he's like a great actor and just like fun to watch. Very animated, for sure. Very animated in different ways. I, I agree with you. I think that the concept is uh, is amazing behind this behind this movie because instead of you know Santa Claus being born into being Santa Claus, it's more like when one Santa Claus is, goes down, another man, another father steps in place, mm -hmm. uh, and not just anyone. The chosen one is the one that brought the other Santa Claus down, which is pretty cool. I think that's, uh, hey, man, you brought me down. You were in Santa Claus. Now it's your responsibility to be Santa Claus. So I think that's cool, guys. So we are talking about the Santa Claus. We are the Cinema Studs. My name is Alberto Ornelas. I'm Pedro Mendoza. And let's get into it. So, Pete, I'm going to let you start this one off. Uh, well, the, the Santa Claus, uh, came out back in, when was it? 1994. 94. I was, oh man. Uh, from 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. I was seven years old when that film came out. So it was a bit, uh, it was a bit of a trip seeing Santa die. <laughs> <laughs> like right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden he just disappears as he's like waving goodbye. And it's just like a little bit uh, more morbid. And then seeing um, Tim Allen start taking on the the features of the new Santa Claus. It kind of uh, had a lycanthrope type of vibe to it. I agree. So, But it was it was really fun. And it's kind of just like... His personality starts changing because he was a real, like, workaholic and very much like uh, he, he wasn't with his family as much because he was too busy working. And all of a sudden, this kind of helped open his eyes. Like, it kind of melted his frozen heart. Which is a Grinch effect. So that's also awesome the way you put that there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tim Allen really brought, yeah. you know, some some balls to this character, honestly. Um, Walt Disney uh, Pictures was the was the you know film company behind it. But let's talk about in the technical world. Let's talk about the budget. The budget was twenty two million dollars. Let's talk about what it grossed in the U S. One hundred forty five million in some change worldwide. One hundred ninety million in some change. That is insane. That is a huge huge profit margin. What this movie made. You know, and we look at profit margins now in budgets for movies, which are pretty much in the 200, 300 millions because they're expecting to hit that billion mark, you know, and I love the classics because it was more about how you could create with less instead of saying 
I, I feel like directors now are like, I need this, 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 and it's going to cost $3 million. I $300 million. Make it happen. And, and when, I feel like when it comes to Pete and I, it's more like, all right, so we can do it for this, and we're going to DIY a bunch of shit and see, <laughs> and, 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 and really stretch the dollar. And I feel like people should still use that mindset. I don't think that you should go into the industry and just because you became successful, make it easy. You know, I believe there's still ways to do things. I still believe in the small models that make it look like a big city. I still believe in the puppetry that Pete was talking about in our last episode. Actually, Pete talks about that almost in every episode. And it's a it's an important concept. The puppetry is really it's it's fun. It's amazing. It's lifelike. The actor can interact. The, it is awesome. The practical effect. The practical effect. All in a nutshell. Agree a hundred percent. And I think that's why Pete and I have been taking our time a little bit more with our new projects because we really try to keep it practical instead of talking about what we're going to do in post. Uh, I think the most important thing that should be talked about in post is what's the score going to be? Mm -hmm. You know, how are we going to cut it together? You know, I was watching something on Alfred Hitchcock. It's a film that I never saw until last night. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. I've never seen the film. Ooh. It is actually on Alfred Hitchcock. It's really good, Pete. If you have not seen it, it was it was done in in 2012. Um, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, and it's it's basically uh, it's basically a uh, a film about Alfred Hitchcock and and how he became who he became and. Um, it's really good. It's really good. I think you should. I think you should. As soon as I find out the name, uh, Pete, I'm going to tell you the name. Uh, hang on, I almost got it here. 2012. Hitchcock. It's called Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah, the film's called Hitchcock, and I'm going to show you uh, the the what the poster looks like because it talks about him and his wife. Ooh. Wow, that looks really cool. I caught it on HBO, and um, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's a great film, um, and and I think it's it's something. You know that Psycho, everybody thought he was crazy for making the movie, mm -hmm. and nobody would fund it, so he funded it himself. Yeah, he put his house up, and uh, from you know, and and put a lien against his house to be able to make Psycho and it became a success and how he got people because they only released it in two two theaters he he said that people need to the cops need to be there and they have to have all these precautions in order to watch the movie and all this stuff and created such a hype that it created this massive movement to where this movie just you know became a huge hit so definitely guys I know we're not talking about that right now but Hitchcock it is on HBO. You can catch it right now. Uh, Pete, definitely go check this movie out. But rolling back, um, this movie Santa Claus uh, was a bunch of practical, practical effects, and that's why I got into Hitchcock because Hitchcock is a, is a true definition of practical. How he did everything. I and mean, he used uh, chocolate syrup in Psycho for the for the shower scene. 
because he was restricted 100%. He was restricted so bad. Oh, Scarlett Johansson plays um, uh, the main girl in Psycho. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Wait, you said Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson plays Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, who's the main actress in Psycho. In the movie? Hitchcock? Yeah, in Hitchcock. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, which is cool. But the reason why I went into the whole, you know, Alfred Hitchcock is, Alfred Hitchcock is a true, you know, he was very practical about everything and how he did everything. And uh, that movie was very enlightening. And that's what I love love about, you know, um, the Santa Claus movies is that they are. I mean, if there was CGI in it, it was very, very minimal. It was more green screen and like little, little effects. Like they would put a, a sled in front of a green screen and then they would film, you know, from a helicopter, the city, and then they would mash them together and create the whole flying effect. So that's amazing. Hell yeah. And I, I love watching behind the scenes of that because we get to like learn so much of like how they did it. Like watching behind the scenes of like older films, exactly. Like you can kind of just like, okay, that's what they were able to do back in the day with like such little, um, like money. Like, what can we do today with like the same amount of money and just like have better materials now? Exactly, exactly, dude. And I agree. I don't. I I think that they've done justice to that to that f- film that I don't think there'll be ever a remake of it happening. Ever, which I thank God every day that there isn't because you would just yeah really mess it up, um, in my opinion. Uh, the young kid that plays Tim Allen's son, Eric Lloyd, uh, stepped away from acting in... Okay, Eric Lloyd stepped away from acting in 2000... Is 2000, 2018. And he actually went behind the scenes... He now owns a company called LP Studios. It's a production and post-production company for music and film in Glendale, California. Oh, nice. So that's what he does now. He's done it for uh, a long time. So very cool. Very cool that he's still in the industry, just in a different aspect. Mm. So that's very cool. Um, So going back to the Halloween, sorry, the Santa Claus I keep saying Halloween because that was our first episode. <laughs> Going back to the Santa Claus franchise, uh, the first one, like Pete said, came out in 1994. And then there were two others after that. There's Santa Claus 2 that came out in 2002. And then Santa Claus 3 that came out in 2006. Which Santa Claus 3, guys, if you haven't seen it, it's not as good as number one. And number two is not as good as number one. They're fun. What I really liked about Santa Claus 3, though, is that Martin Short plays Jack Frost. Brilliant. Which is awesome. Um, So I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that they kept the same character I, I that they had, you know, Tim Allen locked in. That Wendy Crossan uh, was locked in. That um, Eric Lloyd stayed locked in. That uh, Judd uh, 
Reinhold. Is that how you say his name? Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Ra- Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. He stayed locked in. I think I think that those people staying locked into this franchise for all the movies really developed for the viewers that relationship. Yeah. To never get lost. And I think that all the movies were watched because as viewers, as an audience, as fans, we didn't lose that connection because we knew in every movie we were going to still have that relationship with those characters, with the actors that played those characters, and it wasn't going to get lost because they were the same characters mm-hmm. and same actors through the whole franchise. Yeah, because uh, every time they change like an actor that's part of like a, a trilogy, Yeah, it kind of takes you out of it. No, I agree. Uh, I, I forgot this too. Peter Boyle played Father Time. Oh, nice. I love yeah, Peter Boyle. And, uh, yeah, he's awesome. Art uh, Lafleur played the, played the Tooth Fairy. And Kevin Polk. Polyoke? Polyoke? Is that how you say his name? I'm, I'm looking at it. Played Cupid. Cupid. In the first one? No, number three. Oh, number three. Okay, I'm still on number one. Polak? Polak, there you go. Played the Cupid, or played Cupid. Um, now, oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, I was bummed out. The only character that did not come back, and the only reason why he didn't come back was because of scheduling issues with filming, was uh, David Crumholt. David... Oh, Bernard? Yeah. I was very... Uh, bothered by that because I thought he was a very good, you know, character. The lead elf. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it, but there was scheduling conflict between those two movies. Yeah, so in two thousand six, when they were filming that movie, he had um, Bobby. He was oh. filming this movie, Bobby, that was directed by Emilio Estevez. Yeah, um, so. So he ended up having to to pick, you know, one of those films. Obviously, if Emilio Estevez came to me and said, hey, I want you to be in my movie, of course I'm going to be in his movie. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's pretty much an easy uh, go on. Yeah. Um, but this movie has so many iconic lines, iconic characters. I think that I, I speak for both, uh, you know, Pete and I, when I say that Tim Allen really keeps you on your toes, Tim Allen really brings life to this character. Tim Allen is this movie. Yeah, and sometimes, like, I see it, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'd, I'd ever want to have, like, that put on me, like, being uh, the Santa Claus role just kind of just forced upon you. You think it was forced upon him? Sort of, because, like... Oh, you're talking about in the yeah. movie. Okay, I thought you were talking about like as an actor, like oh, you should do this film. Uh, no, no, no. Like the the character is just like, well, now, like you can exercise and eat well, but you're still gonna get like a belly <laughs> and stuff and look all um, uh, Santa Clausy. You know, this was the third project he did in 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 acting. The third project he did in acting. Yeah. What do you mean? Was the Santa Claus? He only did two projects before that. Really. Which was he did some called ABC TGIF, which is a a comedy special. Uh huh. And Tropical Snow. That's it. Huh. So 
realistically, this movie catapulted his career because after he played the Santa Claus in 1995, he was casted for Buzz Lightyear in 1995. Nice. Then after that was everything else. Uh, he he was uh, uh, in the Drew Carey show, Meet Wally Sparks, Jungle to Jungle, uh, uh, Soul Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Home Improvement came from 1991 to 1999. Toy Story 2 in 1999. Galaxy Quest 1999, which is a really good movie, yeah. a really underestimated movie, everyone. Galaxy Quest, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's really good. Um, Joe Somebody, uh, Santa Claus 2. I mean, so by the time he hit Santa Claus 2, he was a big star. Mm -hmm. He was a massive star. And he easily could have denied it. He easily could have said, hey, no, like, I've, I've got, I'm not going to do Santa Claus 2. But he's not that type of person. He really enjoyed it. Because after that... Uh, he did these guys. He did the Jimmy Neutron uh, TV movie. And then he came into another favorite Christmas classic of mine that I didn't even mention earlier, which is Christmas with the Cranks, hmm. which is a really good movie, too. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen that one, Pete? Christmas with the Cranks. Uh I think I saw it like but a long time ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Definitely, if you have a chance before we get into 2022, check it out. After that, the Shaggy Dog. He was in Cars. He played the Buzz Lightyear car. Zoom, which is another cool movie, which is where he's a, a superhero that has to train younger superheroes. The Santa Claus 3 came out. Wild Hogs. I mean, Toy Story 3. Uh, it's just... His list is really impressive. Yeah. And he's got a new show that's out called Last Man Standing, which I've caught in a couple episodes of that. It's no home improvement, but it's still great. So definitely check those out. Uh, Pete, what else do you have to say about the Santa Claus franchise? It's great. Like, it's definitely one that you should introduce to your kids. You just watch all three of them because they each have their own little, yeah. uh, their own little special uniqueness to them. Uh, but definitely, like, one one is great. Like, the original will always outshine its sequels. I agree. Uh, but I they're agree fun 100%. holiday films. Definitely check them out if you haven't checked them out yet. A million percent. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, just, like, great popcorn films. And I'm, I'm sure your kids will love them. So, yeah, guys, if you are looking for the cinema studs, go in the direction of the two with the dad bots. And my name is Alberto Ornelas. And I'm Pedro Mendoza. And we are the cinema studs. Check y'all later. Peace.